Well, let's go on what exactly what 10 minutes after the hour it is hashtag MSW coming through live from our Durban studios. We're down in Durban, nothing different to what's happening across the country as far as the weather conditions are concerned. And we do urge everybody uh, to just uh, exercise, caution, drive safely, uh, keep that safe following distance as well. Metro Fam as well as Radio 2000, Maro Sports Worldwide, hashtag MSW. Uh, looking forward to a great, great show indeed. And we aren't going to forget about the room dividers as i was driving through to the studio i was having a conversation with tando banana uh, he's excited he's just had his uh, uh, tuesday nap he's uh, uh, been appointed yeah he keeps being appointed this man so find out where's he been appointed to look forward to that conversation talk about appointments looks like Orlando pirates have appointed a german jz as the club's new head coach it's a three uh, three-year deal yeah that's what i'm told replacing officially Militant Shradojevic, uh, who left the club to go to Egypt, uh, but has since been fired by Zamalek. Although I don't think he's been fired, something happened at Zamalek. Now, Zen Bauer's last stint as coach. Man, let me not even mess this thing up. Because I looked at his record, and the only person that I could call just to try and help me digest, break the numbers down, crunch them nicely is football journalist at Sokala Duma, Joe Grant. Good evening. Welcome to MSW. Oh, thank you very much for having me, Rob. It's always a pleasure. Great to have you on the show, Joe. Ever heard of this gentleman before? Uh, I'd be lying if I said I had. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it's a, it's a very left field appointment, um, especially given the fact that no one seemed to be under any sort of impression that pirates were in the market imminently, which I think is one of the, the, the most surprising things, you know, as, as far as uh, the majority of us were concerned, you know, um, the chairman's very good at keeping keeping things quiet and keeping things on the lowdown. And, and this is another one where he's managed to, to keep his scoop secret until until the 11th hour. So I think it's, a, it's, a, it's a, an appointment that has, has come straight out of left field. And, and I I had to do uh, my research on him when I, when I heard his name, because like I said, I'd, I'd be lying to you if I said I knew, I knew much about him before that. Yeah, and and when you talk about that history, when you talk about the record as well that he does possess, Joe, I also had a look at that record um, as I was coming down to Durban. Uh, what, what, what did you make of it before I give you my impression of what I made of it? Yeah, look, I mean, it's as you say, numbers don't lie. Um, you can only look at the numbers that, that you have there. We we haven't been able to see the sort of the way the guys' teams play, the sort of. The, maybe the battles that he's had um, throughout his career, maybe things were quite difficult at St. Gallen in, in Switzerland. Um, you know, he spent a lot of time in the youth setup at, at Hamburg before taking on the, the first team. But the numbers aren't, aren't, aren't great, you know. Um, from what I can gather, he's, he's coached about 323 matches in his, in his career, uh, 155 wins, 67 draws, and, and 101 defeats. Uh, the, they get slightly worse when you look at the... Um, the time at St. Gallen in uh, in Switzerland, there I think it was 30 games out of 63 that he lost, and it was a a spell there that didn't end particularly well, unfortunately. So, like I say, in terms of the numbers, they they don't lie. Uh, but he's been coaching at Bundesliga level, and I, and I I would like to think that there's got to be something there if you're you know if you're given chance to, to coach at that level. Bundesliga 
is one story, Joe, as we all know. At the end of the day, uh, when you look at those uh, particular numbers and you find that the losses far outweigh the victories, uh, what would that say, though? Because I saw also the video clip that Orlando Pirates put out on their social media, and he was just uh, describing the kind of coach that he is and what he believes in, uh, sort of a mini-philosophy, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. D- did you get a sense as well that uh, from from what he's saying, that Orlando Pirates maybe are looking for a disciplinarian type of coach? Potentially. I mean, although he did he did mention more um, about you know his, his ball possession play, which is obviously something that... Pirates have been working towards, so I think in, in that sense he, he ticks the box. Um, but yeah, in the video he did speak about hard work and, and discipline and all that kind of thing, and maybe that maybe that's what what the chairman is looking for. Maybe he's looking for someone to come in, and you know, Rizani was always always very very good with his man management. You know, he gets players who want to play for him, who who believe in what he believes in, um, but maybe they need someone who's going to be a little bit stricter, and maybe that's the the way the chairman feels about bringing in uh, someone, especially uh, especially a German who, you know, as a, as a nation are, are renowned for their discipline and, and for their sort of disciplinarian uh, ways, you know, a little bit like what uh, Ernst Middendorf has, has done at Kaiser Chiefs in terms of the way that he seems to have uh, turned things around this season. And maybe that's the, the way they're looking. Maybe, maybe, maybe the chairman is, is looking at the situation and going, we, we don't need someone who's going to be... Um, uh, a, a nice guy. We need someone who's going to come in and, and, and get our players winning games again. Yeah, I, I'm glad that you've mentioned the the sort of uh, similarities with what's happening at Kaiser Chiefs because of the German influence of an Ernest Middendorp. And, you know, I've spoken extensively with Ernest and we've talked about some of the senior players, whether it's Castro uh, there or the current captain as well, Katsande, uh, that is there, players that were on their way out, but now seemingly just uh, Chiefs can't live without uh, any of those two players, is, is, is how you take players and you make them play for the badge. They might yeah. not have been seen to be playing for the badge, but then there's a huge turnaround. And I think largely the success of that club in terms of going forward has been from the midfield up until uh, the striking force. Whatever happens in defense happens. But uh, do you see a similarity within Orlando Pirates where just from a structure perspective, they're just starting to let in too many goals? Look, I think the thing with Pirates, and it's, it's weird because it's something that's, that's been a problem for a long time at that club, is set plays. You know, one of the biggest things at Pirates is they've just not been able to to deal with with set pieces. They don't score enough of them, and they concede too many from them. Um, and I think if you look at something, uh, I don't want to draw too many comparisons there, but if you look at, at, at Ernst Vindorp's Kaiser Chiefs, that is where they're going. Uh, that's where they're flying. Cool. You know, they're not conceding many many from corners and from free kicks. And and I think four of their five goals against um, against Celtic the other day were from from set pieces. Uh, even the fifth one really was was from a free kick as well. So uh, they're they're the sort of things that win you league titles. And and I just think with with Pirates, I feel I feel really sorry for Rolani because you know he, he came in in very difficult circumstances, and I, I don't think there's any doubt about his qualities as a coach. And I think it's just very very sad that, that this didn't quite go as planned. You know, it, it kind of it felt like it had the potential to be a, a nice fairy tale story for him coming in. And from from Micho and, and and taking the team forward, but for whatever reason, it's just not worked out that way. And, and I think uh, the fact that Pirates uh, obviously dropped a two goal lead to draw two two in the last game has maybe forced the chairman's hand a little bit. And he said, "Look, we've we've got to make a plan until uh, for, for for the future now because 
maybe, unfortunately, maybe maybe Rilani isn't ready yet. Cool. How do you think he'll be feeling, though, given... I mean, I've been following, I've been tracking all of his games. I've been listening to most of his uh, post-match interviews, uh, pre-match, as well as the press conferences. And he, he seemed to be somebody who's obviously learning as is going by, but is obviously a, a strong scholar of the game. I think they call themselves the the technocrats of the, uh, the football game. Uh, how do you think he'll be receiving this news? Look, I'm sure he'll be hurt by it. I'm sure he'll be hurt by the fact that he wasn't, um, he wasn't able to take take the team forward as much as he, he wanted to, you know. Uh, we we all know, and he's, he's made it very, very sort of vocal, he's been very vocal about how proud he is of, of the, the players and, and the club and how proud he is to be part of it. And and I just think with, with Rilani, he's a he's a very strong person mentally. He's a, he, he's very confident in his own abilities. And, and while I think he'll be disappointed and I think he will be upset that he's, you know, no longer the head coach there, I, I think that he's strong enough and, and, like I say, he's confident enough in his own abilities to take this on the chin and, and go, cool, well, he's still part of something at Pirates. He wants to be part of something at Pirates. And I think that he will he will now do his best to, to help the new coach and, and take them forward because he is that line of, of, of continuity there. Him himself and, and Fadlu, they're, they're the, the people that are going to keep things and keep things going and the, the good things that have been done in their time there because I don't think it has all been bad and despite what... Uh, maybe the results say. I think there has been positive to take from what Rilani's done there, and I think that they have to be that line of, of continuity. And they've got they've got to be there to to help the, the new coach when when he's been introduced to effectively a whole new language. You know, he's he's coming into South African football, which is uh, as you as you can imagine, very very different from uh, the Swiss league and the Bundesliga. Without a doubt, and just a, maybe a final question, and very quickly though, Joe. They talk about his last stint as a coach being between 2015 and 2017. So there's almost this gap now of what's happened to year 2018 and what has been 2019. Yeah, I think that's one one thing we're going to have to ask himself. I did try to do a little bit of research, but um, it could be many reasons. You know, maybe maybe it's personal decisions, something happened in the family. Maybe it's something where he decided he wanted to take two years out to to better himself, maybe he's been doing extra coaching badges, extra coaching education. I mean, there's so many, so many reasons why he could have been out of the game for for a couple of years. I think, you know, as a football fan, I'm sure the Pirates fans look at it and, and are a little bit worried about the fact that they've, they've had a guy who's been out of a job for two years. But I think until we know the reasons why and, and until we've we've got a better idea of, of his plan and sort of his his way forward for Pirates, I think, you know, we, we've mm-hmm. probably got to give the guy a little bit of slack for now and, and see how things go. All right, Joe, thank you so much indeed for shedding a little bit of light on what has obviously taken everybody by surprise. Thank you so much, Joe. No, thank you very much for having me. All right, that's football journalist at Sokola Duma, Joe Grant.